Welcome to the sermons of Our Savior Lutheran Church in Fort Capel, Saskatchewan. We pray that this may be a blessing to you, and God's Word would dwell richly within your heart. Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God, our Father, and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Please be seated. Today is January 1st, eight days after Christmas, and so it is appropriate that we celebrate the event in our Lord's life which happened eight days after his birth. The entirety of our Gospel lesson this morning is contained in this single verse from St. Luke chapter 2. When eight days were completed for the circumcision of the child, his name was called Jesus the name given by the angel before he was conceived in the womb. But why celebrate this? Why is it so important that St. Luke, the great physician and historian who interviewed many persons, witnesses, including his mother, and gathered this information, made sure to record this in the Gospel? First, we have some context in our prophecy this morning, which we heard the institution of the covenant of circumcision between the Lord God and Abraham. In it, the Lord commands Abraham that every male child among you shall be circumcised. It shall be a sign of the covenant between me and you. He who is eight days old among you shall be circumcised, every male child of your generations. The purpose of this sign of this covenant was this for God to be the God of Abraham and his descendants after him. What an amazing promise to Abraham that the Lord God committed himself to a covenant, that the Lord God, who is the God of heaven and earth, the creator and sustainer of all things, would promise by a contract to be his God and the God of his descendants and that they would be his people. As Christians, we claim to be the descendants of Abraham, not according to blood, but according to faith. St. Paul wrote, only those who are of faith are sons of Abraham. Yet we who claim to be the descendants of Abraham do not practice the covenant of circumcision on the eighth day. Indeed, the old covenant, which came through Moses, which includes circumcision on the eighth day for male children, has now been set aside. Why? Because Christ our Lord has fulfilled it. This old covenant law was our tutor to bring us to Christ, St. Paul says, that we might be justified by faith. Instead, our Lord says to us now, he who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. For in believing in Jesus, we are justified and made children of God through faith in Christ Jesus, and through holy baptism into Christ we have put on Christ, so that all that is his becomes ours, and all that is ours becomes his. And if you are Christ's, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. In Christ, circumcision finds its fulfillment in baptism. St. Paul writes to the Colossians, in Christ you 
that is, all those in Colossae who were baptized, in Christ you were also circumcised with the circumcision made without hands, by putting off the body of the sins of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ, buried with him in baptism, in which you were also raised with him through faith by the working of God, who raised him from the dead. Here baptism is called the circumcision made without hands, because through it God is at work to put off from us the sinful body of the flesh. God is at work in baptism to drown our sins so that we are buried with Christ through it, so that just as the child Christ was raised from the dead, a new creation arises from the waters of holy baptism by God's power so that we may live a new life <clears throat> so that we may live a new life now and have the promise of the resurrection to eternal life when Christ comes again and unlike the covenant of circumcision which was very limited in scope <clears throat> excuse me a lot of talking already this morning baptism is not limited, but it is for all who believe. <clears throat> there is neither Jew nor Greek, Paul says. <clears throat> there is neither slave nor free. There is neither male nor female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. And in Christ Jesus, we all share alike in the blessings which he brings. But why was Christ Jesus able to set aside the old covenant by fulfilling it why was he able to make a new covenant and say he who believes and is baptized will be saved the roots of this lie in this very event of our lord's life that we commemorate and celebrate today for his circumcision was different from that of every other single male child that had ever been performed since the lord god commanded it to abraham for just as holy baptism and the new covenant was given for sinners, so too circumcision and all of the old law was given for sinners. Circumcision was the mark that God would be gracious to this sinner, that he would regard them as his, that they would be a member of his people, and that he would be their God. So too it was the commitment of that person to live in covenant with him, the commitment to live according to his law. However, Jesus was not a sinner. He had no sin, no original sin, no actual sin. He was perfect and spotless from his conception, something unique in history. And yet he still submits himself to the law and its demands. He still undergoes circumcision in order to submit to the fulfilling of all of the law. In this, he who is without sin submitted to that which is for sinners. He did this so that those who believe in him may be free from the curse of the law. For while the law itself is good, it carries with it a curse, saying, Cursed is everyone who does not continue in all the things that are written in the book of the law to do them. We know that we and all people fall under that condemnation. We know that without Christ's help, we would be lost eternally. David, who praises the goodness of the law throughout Psalm 19, cries out near the end of it, Who can understand his errors? Cleanse me, God, from hidden faults. Yes, and we pray in Psalm 143,
do not enter into judgment with your servant, for in your sight no one living is righteous. That is why Christ voluntarily took upon himself the obligation of the law. For, through, for though he was without sin, he was circumcised just as sinners were, and he made himself subject to the law so that he might set it aside and liberate us who could never bear its burden. Indeed, we would have remained under the curse and wrath of God because we could not fulfill it. He had no need of doing this, but we had need of him to do it. He did not do this for himself, but he did this for our sake. Yes, here he not only submits himself to the law's demands, but he also first sheds his blood for us. Here he undertakes both the fulfilling of the law in our place and bearing its curse for us, so that we may be freed from that curse. By submitting himself to the law, although he was not a sinner, and by fulfilling it, he was acquitted. And in him, he has made all that is his, he makes ours. Thus, he deprives the law of its judgments against us for sinners, and he acquits us also. This is what he has done, and that is why we may not be indifferent and live as we please, just because we have been acquitted. Rather, it is so that our sins being forgiven, our shortcomings being forgiven, even though we strive to keep his law. For how could we not desire to live according to the moral law, to that which is eternal and in line with God's very being? For his son has taken on flesh and submitted to the old covenant law in order to remove its curse from us. He did this purely out of his grace and mercy. He was circumcised for us. He paid the debt that we owe on account of our sins. That debt was just, as are the charges against us. But Christ has taken this upon himself in order to free us from them. And we see this in his submitting to the law and shedding of his blood on this day. How can we not love such a one who has done this? How can we not praise and exalt him in his mercy? How can we not strive with every effort to do what is pleasing to him? This is how our soul is able to be made glad in God and delight in his law. And this is how it loves his law and meditates on it day and night. This is how the soul desires and strives to be obedient. Not out of fear, not like the pupil who obeys his tutor for fear of punishment, but the redeemed soul is obedient out of a sincere love and trust. Just as Abraham gladly and obediently underwent circumcision when the Lord first commanded it, not out of fear, but out of love and trust in him who said, I will be your God, and you and your descendants will be my people. And although in this life our obedience to God's law is not perfect, and as in many times quite often far from perfect, Due to the sinful flesh which still clings to us, God is pleased by our meager works of love towards our neighbor and of faith towards him through faith in Christ. For even though our works are impure, even though they are imperfect, they are covered by the blood of Christ Jesus, and they are forgiven for his sake. Yes, what a blessed day it was when first was poured the blood of our redeeming Lord. 
for on that day he first began his saving work for us and all mankind who could do nothing to save themselves. How beautiful is today that we welcome the newest member of Christ. Eleanor came to the font in weakness, needing to be carried, able to do nothing for herself in regards to her salvation. Yet in baptism, God has clothed her with the righteousness of Christ, covered all her sins, granted her faith, and given her all the benefits of Christ Jesus, which he won for us on the cross. Indeed, which he won for us starting when he was eight days old, willingly humbling himself, submitting himself to the curse of the law so that we might be set free by faith in him. What he has done for Eleanor today, so too he has done for all of you who have faith in him and have been baptized into him, whether that was when you were eight hours old or even 80 years old. And now may God grant that we always remain steadfast in this faith until death, so that we may join with all of the redeemed in life everlasting, which Christ has purchased and won for us by the shedding of his holy, innocent, and precious blood. Thanks be to God. Amen. And now may the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, guard and keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. Thank you for joining us. May the blessing of Almighty God, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, bless and preserve you always. Amen.